Remember when you were a kid, playing outside, collecting bugs, putting them in glass jars to see if they would fight each other? No? Was that just me? Anyways, on this episode, we're going to take a look at a real-life bug battle that rivals Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. We have with us an entomologist, or a bug expert, that's going to break down this iconic matchup. Stay with us to find out which bug is brave enough to take on the spruce budworm. Which one shall reign supreme? Welcome to a new episode of Simply Science, the podcast that talks about the amazing scientific work that our experts at Natural Resources Canada are doing. My name is Joel Houle, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Barb Usina. Barb, how are you? I'm feeling pretty good today, but I must admit I'm feeling just a bit punchy, which isn't surprising considering today we're talking about bugs fighting bugs in nature. Now that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Greg? It sure does. Is that Greg and Michelle from Inspect and Protect? Uh, this is a little unexpected, guys. Hey, Barb. Hey, Joel. Uh, it's a bit of a coincidence. We're also doing an episode on bugs fighting bugs. It's an incredible story, actually. A uh, hundred thousand wasps released into our forests to fight the emerald ash borer. We're even doing a wrestling theme as well. Wow. On your podcast. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Well, you know, it's Inspect and Protect, the brand new podcast by the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. We take a deep dive into the latest projects in the world of plant health, animal health, and food safety. And we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much any other app you'd like to podcast on. That's a well-done promo, guys. Kudos. <laughs> um, well, you know, well, seeing as we're both doing a similar topics and for some reason we're kind of using the same wrestling theme, which, by the way, we totally did not steal from you guys, um, should we maybe <laughs> consider this a collaboration? Good idea. Honestly, we would love that. By the way, we're also interested to know which bug is fighting the spruce budworm. Wait, just hold on there just a second. We're about to get to that, so just stand by. Okay, okay, don't mind us. We'll just quietly lurk in the background to, to hear the outcome. Sounds good. How about we touch base after the episode? Okay, Barb, what are we doing today? Well, we're doing something just a little bit different today. Uh, you may have already noticed a distinct wrestling theme to this episode. Well, we have a hot matchup on our hands. Now, when I was a kid, I remember there was a, a show on TV called Stampede Wrestling. Every Saturday, there were matches, and everybody knew it was a setup, but that didn't stop us from, well, not me, but everyone else from tuning in. So that really is the extent of my wrestling knowledge. Uh, Joelle, I hear that you were quite the fan back in the day. Oh, for sure. When I was a kid, I was a big fan of Macho Man Randy Savage and The Ultimate Warrior. I, like, I don't really watch it as much anymore, but when I do, it really brings out the kid in me. And I don't know, maybe that's why I'm so excited about this episode today. Should we bring out our guest? Okay, wait, before we do, can I say the line? Uh, don't make me regret this, okay? Uh, but sure, go ahead, go okay, ahead. I make, I make no promises. Okay, let's do it. Let's get ready to rumble!
In order to break down this matchup for the ages, this contest in the forest, this melee against the larvae, if you will, we have with us entomologist Veronique Martel from the Laurentian Forestry Center. Veronique, how are you? I am great, thank you. What about you? I'm great. Thank you for being with us here today. So before we start the analysis of the matchup, can you take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and what type of work that you do? Yes, I am a research scientist in Quebec City with the Canadian Forest Service. Uh, so I do research on insects in forests and uh, particularly on insects feeding on other insects. So sort of like uh, cannibalism in insects? Well, that would be, we, we can talk about predation or parasitism. Okay. Now, I guess it's time for us to introduce our opponents. Uh, first off, let's talk about, and I'm going to use a bit of uh, wrestling jargon here. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joelle, because you're the pro at this. We're going to start talking about the heel, which is a wrestling term that means the bad guy. Did I have that right? Well done, Barb. Well done. Okay. Uh, and and in, in this case, um, we're going to talk about the spruce budworm. Can you tell us a little bit about the spruce budworm? And are we right in calling this insect the bad guy or the heel? Well, the spruce budworm, well, that, that's an insect. It's it's um, uh, native from North America, and it feeds on earbuds from uh, balsam fir and spruce. So it's a part of the natural ecosystem. So in that sense, we cannot really say it's the bad guy. But the thing with spruce bodworm is that it is outbreaking every 30 to 40 years. And when it does, the populations get so high that it actually kills trees. So in that sense, we could see it as a bad guy, but still kind of a, you know, a natural bad guy. How much damage does it cause? Well, it, it currently, just in the province of Quebec, it's defoliating uh, a little more than 13 millions of hectares uh, to different degrees. So, of course, all these trees won't die, but some of the trees will die. So, so it has huge impact over pretty large scale and can, of course, affect uh, the forest economy. So I guess in this situation, it's, it's not really that it's a bad guy. It's just that we need to control the numbers in order to save the trees, correct? Exactly. If we want to be able to... Um, to use trees for our economy, then we're kind of competing with it currently. So if we can control it somehow and reduce its impact, then it, it would it, it would help us. I see. So in order to control it, and that's where we have this matchup here. So we've talked about the spruce budworm. If for the purposes of this podcast, we call it the heel, the bad guy. Um, so who is our baby face? That like the the good guy? Who is the challenger? about natural enemies and that's a pretty broad term talking about any animals or organism that would kill the, the, the spruce bodworm to feed on it but it, the spruce bodworm is uh it's kind of particular in that way that they uh there there are more than a hundred different species attacking it so a lot of parasites which mean parasites are insects laying their eggs inside the spruce bodworm and they will eat it from the inside. So, of course, it will kill it. And it can attack eggs, larvae, or, or pupae, depending on, on which parasites we're talking about. So, it's, it's a very diverse and abundant uh, suit of natural enemies we're talking about here. So, the insect, the parasitoid, 
will go into the spruce budworm egg and and lay another egg inside that egg and as that grows then it consumes the spruce budworm egg do i have that correct some of them will attack the egg some will attack the caterpillars and some will attack the pupae so it depends on which species of parasites we're talking about but yes you are correct they are laying their eggs inside the spruce budworm and once they hatch then and they feed on it and eventually they will come out as an adult and go look for another spruce budworm to attack that that is one um heck of an a finishing move <laughs> wow so there's only yeah. so only one comes out at the end uh it's either uh the spruce budworm or a parasite but you could have more than one parasite coming out but you cannot have a parasite and uh, a surviving spruce budworm that's one or the other uh, so this doesn't sound like the typical one-on-one matchup where, you know, people are, bugs are duking it out or anything like that. And we're talking about a royal rumble here. Uh, Joelle, would you care to explain what a royal rumble is? Well, uh, yes, as the uh, expert here, uh, <laughs> when it comes to wrestling, now a Royal Rumble is basically that you have, if I remember correctly, like 50 participants that all come in at the same time and they, you know, there's a, an elimination process and the last wrestler standing wins. So I guess in this situation that kind of fits because you have, but everyone's gaining up against the spru- spruce budworms, I guess. So yeah, it's kind of like a nature's version of uh uh, of a Royal Rumble, I think. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds like a very complex uh, feud going on here that has occurred naturally in nature. Um, but I'm wondering, how is NRCAN involved in, in this um, research? Yes, yeah, so we, we are studying that pretty closely because it's a, it's a natural way that uh, nature controls spruce bloodworms. So that's why it's so interesting. Uh, so we are studying it to try to to um, quantify its impact and look at what's going on, uh, but also making sure that whenever we do something in the forest, so is it uh, treatments against the spasm or, or cutting trees or whatever, we want to make sure that we're not affecting these natural enemies uh, too much because we want the, we want this battle to keep on going. Now, how do you get the, uh, the invading insect into the spruce budworm territory? Well, they're naturally present there, so so they they're there. They've always been there, so that's why it's it's kind of natural balance occurring. So we don't have to do anything, but we could try to um, enhance their their attack by different ways. For keeping, uh, uh, you would need a diverse forest. You would need some other trees in there, so maybe deciduous or you know understory plants. This, this will all keep the parasites complex. Um, healthy and abundant. So, so that's one of the things that we can do and, and we are doing. Uh, but you could also come in and try to release some of one of these insects to kind of boost its impact like temporarily um, when, when you need it. So that's something else we can do and that's called biological control. And how, how, how exactly do you do that? Uh, what, we, uh, what we've done uh, as a research project is uh, uh, we focus on one species of parasite. It's called Chicogramma, and that one is attacking the eggs of the spruce budworm. So what we did, that's, that's, that's a, a parasite that's actually available commercially, so you could just go online and buy it. So that's pretty convenient. Um, and then we released it uh, at the same time 
uh, when uh, squeezed bloodworm eggs are present. So we will increase mortality of the squeezed bloodworm by releasing it, so by boosting its population. But that's not going to last. So that's going to last for the time that squeezed bloodworm eggs are around, but then the population of the parasite will go down again, and, and then it's over. So it doesn't stay like that. So there's no... Uh lasting effect on the ecosystem you're not you know there's no issues with the balancing that ecosystem after the fact right that's that's correct so we're not affecting the balance in the long term it's really really short term and these trichograma which are really really small so we're talking less than a millimeter long uh they only survive a few days so they will attack responorm they find during these days but then then they'll just die now, now, would the uh, would they attack any other insects, or, or is, is there any other collateral damage um, by introducing these uh, these pests? Uh, the, the species we're using is attacking different um, Lepidoptera eggs, so the eggs from moths and butterfly. So yes, it can attack other things in the forest, uh, but because we're using it in places and at times when spruce bodworm is abundant. Uh, the main eggs they will find are the ones from the spruce bodworm. So they will just kind of statistically encounter more spruce bodworm. So they will mainly attack spruce bodworm. But they might attack other species that are present if they are. But again, it's a species that is naturally present in our forest. So it's not like we're, we're bringing anything new in the system. So this um, trichograma, right? Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Uh, so it's a type of wasp, right? Exactly. It's a wasp, uh, but uh, it's, we call that a wasp because it's related to wasps and bees and, and, and these kind of insects. But it's not the wasp in the sense that it doesn't, uh, it, it, it doesn't uh, sting humans or animals. It's only uh, going to lay their eggs inside Lepidoptera eggs. So it's, it's, it's pretty... Um, it's pretty specialist in that sense. It doesn't attack us like like the wasps that we uh, we see. Yeah, so they're they're uh, wasps that are less than a millimeter long. So you would probably not even see them in the forest if you were around when we release them, and they will not be interested in you anyway. So they're really only interested in in uh, Lepidoptera eggs. So how how do you release these wasps? Like I just I, I'm just asking because in my head I kind of see you, Veronique, in the middle of a field with a jar, you know, like f- fly free. Like <laughs> how does it work? How's the process? Well, you can do it like that. That would work, uh, <laughs> but that would probably not be really efficient. Um, so the the classical way uh, with these, and you can buy it like that. So you would always buy them not as adults, like as the flying wasp. You would buy them uh, when they are still developing inside an egg. So you're actually buying parasitized eggs, um, and and you release them uh, right before they will come out of the egg. Uh, and classically, it would be glued on a cardboard that you would hang on a branch. So that's pretty close to what you were just saying. Me walking in the forest, and you know, I would just hang the cards on the branches. But that's pretty long to do. So uh, what we did uh, in, in our research project is that we used drones to release them. Really? It's way more efficient. Uh, it's fast. Uh, and, of course, it's more expensive than me walking in the forest. But it's the technology that, that 
more and more used. So, so the price is also coming down uh, with time. It's probably way more fun too, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> did, did they use helicopters at one point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They did that. They used helicopters like back in the 80s. So it's pretty, pretty much the same thing as doing the drones. Like the idea is the same, but of course the cost is not the same. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's more convenient to, of course, have just a drone than, than a big helicopter. But that's, that's exactly the same thing. And there are so many people who have drones like at home these days. Like everybody, it seems everybody has a drone these days. So it's conceivable that, that you could do this in your own property. Uh, it is, although you would need some kind of a device uh, to release it, to kind of, you know, measure and make sure you're releasing them. So uh, different companies can do that, that, that kind of service. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, in theory, anyone could do it if they have uh, what, what's needed. Although uh, we always need to make sure that we're following the regulation uh, for using drones because there are some rules to follow, of course, with that. So in what situation is it better to use um, these uh, wasps, which I will say instead of the, instead of the uh, trichogramma? Um, so in wh- what situation is it beneficial to use wasp versus the other um, in different types of methods of controlling this roost bodworm? Yeah, so it, it is still in development. Um, so we're still trying. Uh, we know that it does work in the sense that we're increasing the mortality of eggs of the spruce bottom egg. So, so that's the first step, of course. But then we, we still need to refine a bit the details of how to make it the most efficient. But that's not something that uh, like a province would use on large scale. So I talked about like more than 13 millions of hectares that are defoliated. You won't use that. Of course, that, that doesn't make sense. But we could use it in places where we wouldn't want to use insecticides. So it could be on private property where you have houses, um, protected areas or protected parts. So pretty small scale places where for different reasons, insecticides is not the option that you would want. So that's when it, it, it would be suitable. So would this technique work to sort of control the populations of any other pests or insects? Well, the trichogramma, we have several species of trichogramma that are found in, in different habitats. But they are used against other species. They are used, for example, in uh, in maize field. Uh, they can be used in orchard. So yes, these kind of insects, the trichogramma, can be used against different pest uh, species. Uh, but you you need to find the right trichogramma species uh, to target the pest you're trying to control. But that is absolutely something that is done, and it's one of the most uh, used species in biological control around the world. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so if we look at this through the eyes of a matchup, is there a winner in this situation? Uh, yes and no. So if you're looking at one spruce bodworm being attacked by one trichogramma, you would get a winner. So it's either a trichogramma or a spruce bodworm. So yes, you would have a winner. But if you look at the population scale, you don't really have a winner because trichogramma will never kill all the spruce bodworms. So you will always have spruce bodworm uh, surviving and you will, will always have trichogramma around. So naturally, there's a balance. But if you look at a one-on-one battle, yes, you do have a winner every time. 
Very interesting. Uh, Veronique, is there uh, any resources available for people uh, who would like to know more about, you know, what we do for the spruce budworm? Um, I know there's on Simply Science, we have a ton of like videos. We have previous podcasts uh, as well, which we'll share uh, the link in the description of, of the podcast episode here. But is there any other resources that you'd like to guide people to online? On Natural Resource Canada uh, website, we have different uh, publications um, on the spruce bodworm, so on the research that, that's done. So, yes, there are several resources that people can look at uh, from the Canadian Forest Service and Natural Resources Canada. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today and really for humoring us in this whole wrestling theme. We really, <laughs> really appreciate it. So uh, hopefully we can have you back on the podcast sometime soon. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It's always great to talk to Veronique. She's always so much fun. I know, I'm always learning something new from her. Today it was all about the trichogramma, which I discovered isn't a tricky grandma, um, but if you paid careful attention during the podcast, you already know it's a special insect that can throw a punch or two, uh, figuratively anyway. You know what we should do? We should do like the WWE and make some merch. Like I would totally wear a trichogramma 316 shirt. Ooh, hmm. I'm not sure about that, but tell you what, why don't you look into it? And meanwhile, I'll ask Greg and Michelle, what did you guys think of the podcast? It was really cool science. Thanks for having us on the episode. It was a real pleasure to listen in. You can catch the second episode of this bug fight collaboration on the CFI's official new podcast, Inspect and Protect. We'll explore the fight between the invasive emerald ash borer and 100,000 parasitic wasps. Bug you later. <laughs> between michelle and barb the puns are flying left and right <laughs> well bye guys thank you so much for 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 being here so if you our audience would like to learn more about how we fight the spruce budworm check out the links in the episode description there's also a link to the canadian food inspection agency podcast inspect and protect specifically their episode on bugs fighting bugs it was great for us to do this collaboration with them so make sure to check them out you can also leave a review or share this episode and if you share over Twitter, make sure to tag us at NRCanScience, or you can tweet at us directly. I'm at Joel Science. And I'm at Simply Science B. That's the letter B. I might remind everyone that Simply Science also has a website and a YouTube channel, which you should check out. We have in-depth articles of interest and videos that showcase the fascinating scientific work that we do at Natural Resources Canada. And you can find those links in the episode description as well, social media channels too. And to steal another line from Michelle, bug you later. <laughs> Thanks, Barb. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.